and welcome to Tabletop Game Talk Side Chat. There should have been an ah in there, so I'm going to say it again. Hello again, and welcome to ah Tabletop Game Talk Side Chat, where two of us talk about something sometimes related to games. I'm one of your hosts, Chris. And I'm Fletcher. Oh, I have to read this part. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> this week, Chris and I will be talk- talking about working from home and the challenges of building work relationships. Can games help with this problem? Yep. <laughs> First, as always, a thank you to our Patreon friends of the show, Adam Harrison, Miles Cox, Harry Wentworth, Michael Finley, Listener Doug, and the Gifted Games of Grace Ike, all supporting us getting better and better every week, which does not happen. And a huge thank you to all of our other patrons as well. Uh, we record live, typically on Mondays. Typically, it's been now like 7.30 slash 8.30 Central Time, somewhere in that range. If you want to know exactly when we're recording, check us out on Discord. I usually have the event up by Monday afternoon, and if it's earlier, it'll be notified there. Anyway, just join our Discord. It's fun. Um, Yeah, Fletcher, how's stuff? You guys, you and Kitty were alone last week, right? We were alone, yes. Yeah, I listened to that episode. It was was pretty okay. It was fine. It was pretty okay. (laughs) Thanks, Mr. Miyagi. (laughs) Well, I edited... You pretty okay, too. (laughs) I edited and posted it without actually listening to it, because... You know, who needs to listen to something if you're just editing it? And uh, so I didn't listen okay. to it until... But the real question is, did did we get any notes from Sydney? Because she listens to it. Um, no, I listened to the episode afterward. And, okay. you know, so Sydney's like, oh, yeah, they did pretty good. And I'm like, yeah, that was not bad. So Great. we got two moderately middling thumbs ups. All, yeah. all good. Uh, just like my GPA. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. What were you up to since your last recording? Oh, man. Um, Let me think. Well, we had a pretty good weekend last weekend. It was like actually sunny and not rainy. It was like sunny and warm, at least in Chicago. So we started like putting everything up on our roof deck. So now we have like a table and chairs and like a little mini couch and like a umbrella and a little fire pit. It's coming along. Yeah. And be great. And then it rained and dropped 20 degrees overnight. So How's the roof deck now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's still good. You're just not using it because it's uh, 50 degrees right now. Go. But yesterday it was great. Yeah, yesterday was 80 and today was 50. Yeah. Ah, the Midwest. And rainy. <laughs> and rainy. Yeah, no, today was today was bad. Yesterday was gorgeous. Uh, we went to a wedding on Saturday, which I'm like, how many more weddings of friends do we have? Because I think we're running out of unmarried friends. <laughs> so... I'm like, and and the reason I say that we were talking about a little bit this pre-show too. Um, I'm, it's the working from home. This all kind of plays into it. In the last, I would say three years, so around the time the pandemic started to now, I am fairly certain I have gained. Actually, not fairly certain. I'm almost positive I've gained about 35 pounds. So I don't fit into anything anymore. So when I have to go to a <laughs> wedding, I'm like, I don't have a suit that goes around me anymore (laughs) so i'm like on saturday morning because and then the wedding snuck up on me too Too but you don't have your treadmill i don't have a treadmill i just sit in the basement all day long um it's pretty bad so on saturday morning i'm like okay i don't have anything that fits so i need to actually go to the store to buy something that fits and sydney's a thrifter she's a reseller she likes you know going to different thrift stores and buying things that then she sells for a higher value um i'm like she has fun making ten dollars on an item i'm like that's crazy but she's like you should just go to goodwill you can find a suit there for like 20 bucks 
And I'm and I'm like, oh, fine, whatever. So I didn't tell her I was going to Goodwill because I didn't want her to be right. But I went anyway. <laughs> and I found a suit coat. And it was really, really nice for $9. And I'm like, all right. I I might be convinced that maybe more people should buy secondhand because the stuff's like pretty good. It's really not that bad. My my grandfather was a notorious thrifter. thrifter. He loved to go to the Goodwill and buy clothes and like everything from the Goodwill or the Salvation Army. Yeah. I'm like, all right. And there was some other stuff there too that I did not pick up because I'm like, I don't need all these odd kitchen utensils that someone else also didn't need, obviously. But um, it didn't stop me from wanting them. So yeah, so that was my weekend. Wedding on Saturday, nice day on Sunday. We went out and had a picnic. And then Monday we woke up and it was freezing and rain and oh. Where was the wedding? Um, It was downtown Chicago at Fullerton and Kedzie. So it was like this. Oh. They have some really big houses um, in the, this is sort of, for those who don't know Chicago, it's basically the upper Northwest side and um, a lot of really nice houses and stuff. And what a lot of these like really large, what used to be large houses have been turned into kind of like event venues and stuff. Um, but it was, it was really fun. We left at 10 cause we're old and we had to get back to relieve her parents who are watching the kids. But <laughs> Otherwise, it was it was a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, but it got me thinking about work. Actually, I was thinking about work beforehand. I don't know what happened. Someone, had, I think someone posted in the Discord about working from home. And it got me thinking about the subset of people who are still working from home. And I have to think, I don't know any official numbers. I probably should have done some research on this. Um, in 2023, how many people work from home in the U.S.? I bet it's still pretty substantial. Wow. Okay. I wouldn't Stanford monthly study on working from home, which surveys 10,000 workers across the cities and industries found that 27% of paid full-time days were worked from home in the early 2023. Yeah. I was going to guess between a quarter and a third. That's that. Yeah. That's, that's more than I thought. Um, Cause when you think about it, there's a very specific kind of work that can be done remotely in your basement um and so i'm like well it's probably like you know all retail work um anything that requires actually you know physical work all that stuff can't be done from home yeah kind of like any service most services can't be done from home yep and so i found it interesting um so i didn't like i said i haven't looked up the number but this this is an interesting number so it's about 20 27 percent so you're looking at a quarter to a third of people work from home. Um, you work from home full time, right? You, do you even have an office anymore? There's no office in the city anymore. Um, and so, no, yeah, same for me. Um, so for those who don't know, Fletcher and I used to work at the same place. Um, well, you guys don't have an office anymore? No, you did. There's no office no more. There was the one, and then you guys moved, and then you got rid of that one. Yep, the one after you moved. <laughs> yep. So yeah, so Fletcher went off and worked for Foot Locker now. Um, he does yeah. the iOS app for Foot Locker, and I I've been with this company uh, 13 years now. And during the pandemic, they're like, okay, so we're all going to work remote. They left the office in place when the lease expired. They let the lease expire, and then near the end of the pandemic, or the first time we thought it was the end, they got a new office and said, okay, now everyone can work here. And by that point, we realized there was only eight people in Chicago. That would ever go to the office. 
And none of us wanted to go to the office. So (laughs) we visited it once. And the president of the company, who doesn't live in Chicago, he's like, do we really need this? Like, who's going to come in here and how often? And I'm like, I can see myself coming in once a week. And everyone else is like, yeah, we could do once a week. And about two weeks later, he announced that he's shutting down the Chicago office. He's like, we, yeah. we don't need an office. Just get like a co-working space or something. Like have a standing order of, at a co-working space where people can come in and work yep. if they want to. Yeah, we don't even bother doing Probably that. Occasionally, like once a quarter, we'll set up a dinner where we'll all go and meet in Chicago and have dinner together. So I have, um, with my co-workers, there's four of us that are in the Chicago area. And about once a month or sometimes twice a month, we try to meet up um, and, uh, you know, work in the same space together. Um, and uh, it's been working pretty well. And it's it's great to, like, you know, actually see your coworkers face to face. It's good to, like, work together in the same room from time to time. It's kind of nice as opposed to having to, you know, slack people or message them all the time. Um, not an advocate for returning to the, you know, office full time. But I would think, like, a once a week kind of thing is... Wouldn't be too bad. Yeah. Well, so we meet for like half a day every other week or so. Yeah. And when I think that companies are realizing that it's very expensive to maintain an office and you, and you can see this by, they can get rid of the office and they don't have to give us any raises for it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Um, I mean, you can see this in like corporate real estate where, you know, they're talking about, Oh, this, what it was that someone had posted. I think John had posted a, uh, article from a corporate real estate, uh, mogul. I don't know if you use any other word is appropriate. And his thing was, this whole work from home thing is temporary. Everyone's going to be back in the office, you know, sooner than later. And I'm like, that makes sense so. from a commercial property, you know, yeah. order to like trying to. I'm sure that's what you wish. What you wish. But a lot of companies are saying, okay, it's much more expensive to maintain an office for work that can be done remote, especially since we're doing it now and it's working just fine. Usually, right. right? Yeah, or, or it works fine enough. Fine enough, yep. Um, I have found that I am far more productive on an average day at home than I was an average day in the office. And oftentimes that has to do with the fact that in the office, there are so many side conversations that happen that really don't have anything to do with work that just spontan- spontaneously, spontaneously... <laughs> pop up that I could be in the office all day long and maybe get like two productive hours of work done. And I'm not even talking about being in boring meetings. I'm just talking about it's, you know, you just get interrupted so often that you're task switching all the time and you're never really getting to a point where I can actually get a lot of work done. Now, I don't think that's for everyone, but for me, I think that it, it really does. I really do get a lot more work done at home than I would in the office. Again, typically. Like, do you feel more productive at home? Um, I would say probably in some, in some cases, yes. In some cases, no. Cause I think sometimes productivity can come from actually talking to people face to face. Um, so you kind of like lose that. You can't, I mean, I remember the days where you could spin around in your chair and ask the person behind you like, Hey, what, what, what do you think about like this thing? Right. Yep. Um, obviously you can't do that anymore. Um, but you do have the time to like sit and focus uh, on what you need to do. So I would say I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm any less productive at home. And it's nice because, you know, I don't have to like worry about lunch. I don't have to like buy something. I have all my food obviously. And in the down moments I can start a load of laundry or start some dishes. 
or whatever. I can do work while I'm working. Yep. Stuff that I couldn't do at home. And plus, I get to sleep in, and when I'm done with work, I'm already home. So those are big pluses. Yeah, the no commute is a huge thing um, because you, you just have so much more of your time back. Like right now, if I were to you know leave work at five, and say I actually lived a reasonable distance from work. At one point, living in the city, working in the city, it was a 45-minute one-way commute to work. But if I left at five, A, everyone's leaving at five. So you're like jammed shoulder to shoulder at a train. Or if you're in a car, it's like bumper to bumper traffic. And so it can take you anywhere from, you know, half hour to an hour and a half to get home. And at that point, I get home and it's like, all right, kids, get in the bathtub, right? Because it's, it's already done. You've eaten into all your evening time. And then in the morning, the same thing, you know, you have to get up early just so you can be on a train or in traffic so you can get to work in time, quote unquote, in time, whatever that means. And uh, it's just, I don't know. There's, I hated it when I was doing it and I love that I'm not doing it now. I do listen to a lot less podcasts though. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. I I don't have the same amount of podcast time. Um, Miles just, and I'm going to read this cold because it, it's long and um, several studies over the past few months show productivity while working remotely from home is better than working in an office setting. On average, those who work from home spend 10 minutes less a day being unproductive, working one more day a week and are 47% more productive. I don't know what that means. On average, those who work from home spend 10 minutes less a day being unproductive. Okay. Work one more day a week. Okay. And are 40%, 47% more productive while they're working, I guess. Remote workers are working longer hours. Um, study found that 40% of employees work longer hours at home than while in the office. That's true. Because since you're not trying to catch a train yeah. or beat traffic or something, it's really easy to just keep working and forget the time. I'll usually start work earlier. Yep. Um, than I normally would. Like when I would come into the office, I would start, you know, I would get in and I would start work at like 9.15 or maybe like 9.30. But at home, I might log in uh, at like 8.30 in the morning because I'm up. Yep. And it's like, all right, well, I can get some stuff done. Yeah. And even on the weekend, you know, I'll throw in some extra hours too because I'm like, okay, I didn't get everything I wanted to get done. And my office is literally right there. So I can walk in and just I have the same thing in front of me that I would on a normal work day. Right. Um, I don't feel obligated to do it. I just do. I don't know. To me, it's not an obligation thing. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing. Like, I don't feel like I have to work more. It's just easier to get things done. And you just kind of like don't have to stress about it. Yeah. All right. I'm going to have a coughing attack one second. Uh oh. (coughs) Coughing attack. Uh, Don't mind me. I am sick and I'm not editing any of this. Well, I am, but I'm not going to edit any of this out. Um, Let's see. Goes on. Study found that 40% of employees work longer hours at home than in the office. Data from the National Bureau of Economic Research shows that ex- these extended work, work days are, on average, about 48.5 minutes longer. For full-time employees, this could add up to more than 193 additional working hours in a year. Crazy. Remote workers have an improved work-life balance. Remote workers experience less stress. And I think I agree with all of that. Yeah. I think, like, a lot of people, when you work in the office, you get into the office of, like, you know, a little after nine, nine fifteen or so, and then when you leave, you probably leave at like four forty-five, maybe four thirty, so you can you know beat the traffic, quote unquote. So you're losing almost an hour every workday for people just wanting to like come in a little bit later and leave a little bit later, plus whatever unproductive time is, is happening at the office. Yeah, in the <clears throat> months before the pandemic, 
I had moved to the far north suburbs. So my commute into the office door to door was two and a half hours. So it was a five hour round trip to go to the office. I was and taking back. the train, right? I was taking the train. Um, yeah. Now I would get some work done on the train, but in general, that is, it is an excessive amount of time. So I'd only do it twice a week, but I would take the nine o'clock train, do my emails and stuff like that in the morning on the train, get into the office around 11 o'clock, then leave at four so I could hit the the early rush hour train so I could get back to my house before seven. Like it is totally pointless to do that. However, these are all pros. There are a lot of cons to not working in the office. And for those who the, you know, 75% people who can't work uh, remote, they know that there are benefits to working next to your colleagues. And you mentioned it early on, right? It's the being able to turn around and ask a question type of thing. Yeah. The spontaneous ease of communication, right? The spontaneous creativity that happens by just, you know, having those quote unquote pointless conversations that I alluded to earlier, all of those can lead to really good things. Um, like, <laughs> yeah, Miles was like, um, I have a McDonald's drive through about five minutes from my house. So <laughs> Work McDonald's I will still <laughs> occasionally leave the house to, to get McDonald's. Um, but yeah, I was like, what are some other negatives that you have found for not working in the office? Um, so there's that ease of communication. There is kind of like the cross-functional. So I, I always describe it as like meeting whiplash now that I'm in meetings for a lot of the day. Um, you don't have that time at the end of the meeting where everybody's kind of like, okay, this meeting needs to like end. I have to get up and leave to go to like another meeting or I have to like, you know, go use the bathroom or something. Um, now you can have these meetings that are literally scheduled. Like one meeting ends at nine 30. The next meeting begins at nine 30. Yep. And it's just kind of like you, you drop from the call. You're just like, sorry, I have to drop for another call. And you, you know, and then you just like pick up in the next meeting. Yeah. So and it's like, there's like, you don't have that time to like, well, I have to leave this room to go to the next room where my next meeting is. Which gives you a little bit of unwinding time and like resetting right. your mind. And that's honestly one of the downsides of not having a commute is when you're driving to work, your mind is kind of resetting and getting into that. Oh, I'm going to work mode. And when you're driving back from work, you're like, okay, I'm unwinding from the workday. When I get home, it's like a reset. Those hard cuts, sometimes they're they're just they're too fast. They're they're too hard of a cut. And right. yeah, it's it's almost disorienting in a way. There's uh there's also like the ease of you know communication, like I said before, but then there's like the water cooler, kind of like this is not work related. You just get up, you go get coffee, you go go to the you know, water cooler, you go to the snack bar if you have one of those. You might chat or see what other kind of like stuff is around there. Say hi to some of your other colleagues that you don't uh, typically interface with. Uh, you know your cross functional colleagues. So if you're in technology, maybe they're in like design or something like that. You know who they are. You've probably worked with them before, but you know you kind of have that shared space. Um, and even if you don't you talk don't really to them, have. at least you know you work with them. Right. Yeah. This person, I've seen this person. <laughs> like you could bump into your coworkers these days and not have any clue. You still worked in the same, you work in the same place because you never work on yeah. the same thing. So you never see each other. And even if you have video on all the time, which we tend not to anymore for um, our meetings, like sometimes some of our meetings we do, but most of them, we don't even have video on anymore. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I tend not to who people are. Right. Um, yeah. I have a picture. Yeah. 
Um, you know, John mentions like he gets to listen to audiobooks on his way to and from work. And I love audiobooks. I have eight Audible credits that I'm like, I want to spend them, but I can't listen fast enough because I don't have enough time <laughs> that I can turn my brain into listen to words mode because I can't do that while working. Um, for those who don't know, yeah. Fletcher and I are both um, software developers in now in the management side of things, which is why we're in meetings all the time. But when we are actually doing work, um, it's very thought <laughs> necessary work. And so you can't yeah. listen to an audiobook while doing while programming. It just doesn't work. I couldn't I couldn't listen to music with spoken words even when I was like in high school doing homework. Right. It would distract me too much. Exactly. I could listen to I could listen to, you know, just only um, you know, non-spoken word music, right? Like just acoustic stuff, that's fine. But like if someone's speaking, I'm like it's too distracting for me to like focus on something else. I would listen to J-pop. J-pop is actually like wordless J-pop. Right, you don't understand. Yeah, it. <laughs> or or it could have words, but it's like it's it's nonsensical it, to me. It's gibberish. Yeah, yeah. Um, which kind of lifts the spirit, and you're and you're bouncing around, and it's not distracting your mind with words. Um, right. It's just like another instrument is. Yep. Yeah. But you mentioned like the socialization aspect is a huge thing. We don't see our friends anymore. We don't. We're not sitting next to them, and. I find that when you're working with somebody, they become your friends. Like your closest friends that are not your family are likely the people you work with because you spend eight hours a day with them, five days a week. You're going to build these relationships. And those relationships just don't naturally happen on conference calls. Like it just doesn't happen like that. Um, Now you do get to work in your pajamas, but that can also make you lazy I, for one, always, like every morning, I have the same routine that I've always had my entire life, which is I get up, I take a shower, then I go to work. And I still do that today because that's, I just, I don't want to, I don't want to go a week without showering just because I can. Oh, I'm totally like team pajama. (laughs) I roll out of bed. (laughs) Oh, I can't do it. But one thing that, one thing that'll do um, from home now uh, that I could never do at the office is um, work without that I have a treadmill. And even before, <laughs> I'll, I'll actually like work out. I'll work out during lunch. Like I'll go for a quick run and then come, you know, before I go back to work. And then shower, I'm assuming, hoping. And then shower. Okay. That's good. Um, yeah, I do not have the workout habits in place. And that's why I've gone kind of the opposite way. I really do need to pay more attention to it, though, because. I'm starting to feel the consequences of not having any kind of physical activity. It's been a rough winter too. So I'm like, eh, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know, this has been a constant struggle for me. So, um, <laughs> but still you have to constantly you want to and do better. Half the other people on the planet, at least I'm sure. Yes. Another big disadvantage I find, and I don't know if you are working with um, new college graduates yet, but People who've never worked in an office environment and they go from (laughs) college to remote work. Now what? Yeah. This is, this is probably the number one biggest issue with remote work because, and, and apologies for anyone who's, who is in this situation. You graduated college in the last, let's say three years, and you've never actually had to go into an office on a daily basis. I have found that it is 
very easy for recent graduates to not understand the expectations of a real job. Because you come from college where really the your expectations are to pass. And it's not even hard to pass in college. These days, you have to do really bad to fail a class. <laughs> and now you're in a work environment and you're like, well, okay, um, my boss asked me to do this thing. So I've done this thing at a level that would be a passing grade. And then I look at it and be like, this is like half done. Like we can't give this to a client. We, this, this is not something that is like, this isn't done. And trying to explain that over in, like remotely is really difficult. Like the, setting those expectations are really, really hard because you don't have those relationships. And you may interact with these, like the new employees, you interact with them maybe twice a day if if you like set the time aside. But you may have this like, 10 minutes a day where you're talking to this person. And that is just not enough to develop good working habits. And you really, you have to go out of your way to, like we need to find new ways of bringing recent graduates into the fold that allows remote work to still be productive for that group of employees. And I am wondering, because we, you know, all the studies are, you know, it can be just as productive from home, blah, blah, blah. But these are all done on people that have mostly worked in an office, and now they work at home. I'm wondering five, 10 years from now, when they start looking at the new employees that have never been in an office, how exactly that works. I don't know. Have you ever interactions with like brand new um, out of college employees? I haven't actually, um, but I can imagine that it would be very, very strange. Like I can just think of like, you know, even as a new grad, when you go into the office for the first time, you're like, okay, I got a job. And now I'm like going into the office. It's kind of like a, you know, scary experience a little bit, right? Because it's like, you know, where do you work? Do you have a table? Do you have, you know, you know, whatever, like what's expected of me? These are like now my employee, you know, co-workers. Um, but then when you're just like at home, you're like, okay, now you work for this, you know, this company now, uh, you know, just you're just like, a, I think you would feel like more of like a cog in the machine and you have like no real connection to like anything that's going on around you. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Because when you're in the office, even if you're not working directly with other people, you're learning what it is to be in an office and to be in a company by watching how other people are working. And, you know, they're not sitting on their computer watching YouTube all day long. At least you hope not. You know, they are getting things done. You're watching conversations about work happening. And you kind of like pick up these habits by osmosis almost, if not directly, if you're not working directly with somebody. I have no idea. Like everyone who works with me, they could be watching YouTube literally all day long. I'd have no idea. And, right. you know, it's like, I here's these assignments. These are the things I need to have done and, you know, how long I think it should take. And setting, you know, guidelines and not necessarily guidelines, but um, goals and timelines lines and those types of things are important because especially for new employees, they don't have an, a comprehension of how long something should take. So you have to kind of tell them, right. it's like, I would want this done. I want this done by tomorrow, but if it takes you two days, fine. Right. But you have to give that as opposed to, Hey, work on this and then get back to me when you're done, which is what I actually started doing. Cause I can do that to the people I've worked with for a long time, but the newer employees, they actually ask for like, Hey, I really need to know how long this should take. I need to know 
specifically what the expectations are because I'm not sure what I should be doing. And I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, which leads into my next thing because personal relationships is important. Everyone has a problem talking to their boss, right? No matter what, you feel a little bit intimidated by the person who is like in charge of you, quote unquote, whatever that means. Um, I, I feel weird, like talking to like who were my you know coworkers on the same level, and now I'm their manager, right? You know, it's so it's it's also like now I have to like now I get I have to tell you what to do. I give you work when before we didn't have that dynamic. Yep. Um, now I will say, and this might be me projecting my style on to what I think is best. I mean, obviously, hopefully I think what I'm doing is the best, but um, (laughs) I hired you. I was always your boss. I've always been your boss. Um, Yes. But hopefully I never like, it was never in a situation where I was bossy or I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is I like making relationships with my team is I am one member of the team, but we're all on this team. And I want you to be able right. to talk to me about anything because if you can't, then that like there has to be a comfort there, right? And now we're doing a podcast together. And I don't I mean, I don't think of you as a subordinate. I don't think of you think of me as a boss, right? <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think of you as a former subordinate. I just, you know, you're someone I worked with for years. Right. Yeah. Same. So I don't think of you as my, uh, I, I mean, I guess you were my former, former boss, but I don't think of you as like, oh, my boss, Chris. Yeah. And the way that I handle this, and this is something, um, this is really how we loop this into the whole gaming thing. Um, corporate minion. Yes, that is the word I like to use, actually. Um, the way that I'm, I'm looping this into gaming and just making this so this is part of a gaming podcast. When the pandemic first started, we had a row of people in the office. And we all worked on different projects, but every morning we would like just chat about whatever. And then we go about our day and, and work on our stuff. So as soon as like the world shut down, I'm like, all right, I am going to schedule a half hour meeting every single morning where we're not talking about work. We're just all jumping on a call, videos on, and we are now going to talk to each other just about whatever. And we did that for... I want to say a year and a half every single day. And then eventually everyone kind of got into the groove of things. And I call them um, daily sanity check-ins. But eventually we're all like, okay, we understand everything's fine. Um, So I reduced them. And now we'll just do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But on that half-hour call, every once in a while work comes up, just like it would at the water cooler, right? You're talking, you might talk about a project or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or my, my thing was I would always go out to lunch with our with the team, right? So at lunch, we weren't really talking about work. We were talking about whatever, video games, movies, TV shows, whatever it happened to be. But now what we do is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we spend a half hour chatting about whatever and playing games on Board Game Arena. And if we don't finish the game by the end of that half hour, then that'll be what we play over, you know, for the, throughout the day, we'll take our turns or whatever. And what that does is it allows everyone to get to know everyone they're working with. Because these, the group of people on this call typically aren't working on the same project. We just happen to be all, you know, front end developers. And by doing that, we are building relationships that would not exist in any other way, especially remotely. And there's a limit. I find seven, maybe eight 
is the most you want to do because after that, you'll just have people that aren't saying anything in the background. Seven or eight people. Seven or eight people. Um, right. So if you can play just one on BGA, which I think caps at seven, um, then you're doing great. That's like, honestly, half on Mondays, we tend to play just one because it's an easy one to play because it's quick. And, you know, there's a lot of talking and a lot laughing and things like that um, that you can get from that game alone. We do a lot of Railroad Inc. And then spontaneously, someone's like, hey, I want to try this game or that game. And depending on the number of players, we might switch it up. Um, we played a number of King of Tokyo lately, too, because it plays uh, six count. So if we have six, we'll play King of Tokyo. But I really find, and the cameras on is important. Like, we'll go from right. one meeting. We'll go from our scrum where everyone has the cameras off to our next meeting, which is our sanity check-in. And it's the same people plus two. But in that meeting, our cameras are all on. And <laughs> it it means that if I see you on the street, I'm going to recognize you. I'm going to know who you are. Right. And I think it doesn't have to be BGA either. You know, you could play Among Us or Jack in the Box or anything. But something... That is fun. It's not work related and allows you to be comfortable to just talk about whatever. And that's how I've kept my team to the point where everyone feels like they're part of the team. And I haven't had issues with turnover or anything. Though the two people that have left over the last three years were two people that would not did not want to participate in this. Cause I'm like, it's it's optional. You don't have to come, but I highly recommend right, you. I'm do. not gonna make it right. it's not mandatory fun. It's not mandatory fun. <laughs> Um, but the people who don't go, they feel like, you know, they weren't building relationships. They weren't, you know, and I'm like, well, of course you're not because all you're doing is, right. you know, following the bullet points of what do I have to do today? And you're not experiencing the social aspect of work, which is the number one downside of working from home. Games online. Right. Fletcher, do you do games online with your team? I don't do games online, but something I do have, um, Something we do do is uh, is I do weekly check-ins, uh, like one-on-one check-ins with with my team, um, individual one-on-one check-ins, and then once a week we have like a meeting that's called iOS for Life, which is um, some kind of computer science adjacent, either like a WWDC video or like an interesting blog post or like some kind of other interesting YouTube video that we all watch together and then we discuss afterward. So it's like, it's not work. It's just kind of like continuing education in our field kind of a thing. Um, And then we also have uh, something that's called like office hours. We have weekly office hours where it's like, you know, you think of like a professor so you can like come in and ask questions about like, you know, whatever kind of like problem you're facing. Um, which usually, you know, people will come in and then we'll chat and then they'll just kind of like become something else. Right. Right. So it's like, you know, I'm there. Someone else will come in. We'll start chatting about the problem and how we could like solve it or, you know, come to like some kind of a solution or, or a way of approaching it. Um, and then someone else will come in and they may or may not have something that they want to talk about. They just want to like listen in and then we'll just like start talking. And like for every new person that joins, it's like, okay, did you have something you want to discuss? No. Okay. Well, let's just continue chatting about whatever listen in here's here's the people you work with um right yeah i don't know i recommend play some games but again i like that i like that idea everybody's every team's a little bit different but i don't know anybody who like if you're talking about bga for example there's some nuances to the interface they may never use it outside of that specific meeting Um, but i've also have like one of my um co-workers it's it's obvious that he is like this is his main source of entertainment now. 
because you see all these ELO values like going through the roof and such. <laughs> and, and, you know, so I've introduced a lot of people to new things, um, new hobbies in general. And yeah, everybody can play a game and have fun. Like, you know, you pick the more simple things. Um, and then when there's less, when there's a more concentrated group of people, you can play different things. But I find, and again, you don't have to be VGA. Even Among Us is fine. Um, Jackbox, or is it Jackbox or Jack in the Box? Jack, I think it's Jackbox, right? Jackbox. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Jack in the Box is a restaurant. Yep. Yep. Um, but like all these things are really easy. But the key to me is to create a situation that is specifically not work. And, you know, uh, Miles posted, uh, stop, stop. This is mandatory 30 minutes of fun. All who don't join will be fired out of a cannon. And the thing (laughs) is, that's almost what I say. It's when I, so we have our scrum, uh, for those who don't speak uh, dev talk or not sure, a scrum is simply a a small meeting where we talk about what we did yesterday, what we're going to do today. And if there's anything stopping us from being able to do, we're going to think. It's about 15 minutes of, of meeting and we go around and everyone has their say. It's like your first daily meeting. Yes, your first. Everyone speaks. Yep. And that ends when our sanity check-in starts. And I end our scrum almost every time with, okay, that's enough that's enough about work. Uh, let's jump to the other meeting and then we'll play some games. Like, And when we're over there, it's a completely different mindset. It's a different everything. And that, that's how you build relationships. You say, look, this isn't a work thing. This is a people thing. Let's have fun. And right. yeah, so if you're a manager or not a manager or whatever – you just want to know your coworkers better. It doesn't have to be every day. Set up an hour a week, you know, and pick a game. Tell people it's like, hey, we're going to play a game on this. Don't start with. Now we have this company wide thing. Um, oh, it's it's something. Some it's an actually company who like puts these little mini hour long game shows on, and you set up in the teams and stuff. Is it like Kahoot or something? Uh, like that? I want to say something like Lunar or something or some. I don't know. I don't remember the name of it. Uh, I feel bad because they're pretty good and I should I should plug them. But but it's different when you get past a certain number. Like I said, seven, I think, is the ideal um, limit to these because then yeah. you stop. When you have when you have, uh, you know, 55 people on a meeting, it's like, yeah, nobody's talking. Right. Whatever. Even if you're split right. into groups or there's like six conversations going on in chat at once. Right. It's like you too hard to follow. Can't follow anything. People can multitask and, you know, not really pay attention. You want to keep these small, but if you're in a remote situation, set up a meeting. Just say, hey, hour on, you know, two o'clock on Friday, I put an hour meeting on here. We're going to play this game. Make it a party game. Do the the basic thing where, you know, you don't want to make things too complicated. You'll find the gamers in the group and then you can split off just like you would at work if you started talking about, oh, I love Cards Against Humanity. Oh, yeah, me too. But I really like, you know, Catan better. Oh, really? Have you played Catan? Have you tried this other game? No, really? You know, those are the kinds of things that can happen when you just start with something simple, something easy, um, and, you know, put some socialization back into your remote work. And I think it's a lot more fun when you do that. So, Fletcher, I agree. start a game, a game day at your job. I think I'll probably start that. Maybe start with like a game day once a week and then go from there. Yeah. Maybe twice a week. I'd invite you to mine, but I'd have to fill out some kind of report or something. (laughs) So actually, I've never even really thought about doing that, about bringing someone in from outside the company, which would be completely fine. because we don't talk about work at all. It's just 
We're just playing games. Huh. Right. It'd be, it would have to be on this discord. You just yeah. get a bunch of people on the discord together. Yep. <laughs> yeah. NDA trade secrets. Um, you must, <laughs> nobody could talk about work. It gets censored, beeping everything. Everything's on a seven second delay. So I can beep you if you say something bad. Yeah. So, all right. Anything else to talk about with remote work? I think, I think that's it. We've covered, we've covered the game aspect of it anyway. Yeah, it's not all it's cracked up to be. If you don't work from home and you're jealous of working from home, eh, you probably should be. It's it's there is there's a lot of benefits to it, but it's <laughs> if not you're jealous to work. From home, you should be jealous. Yeah. But it's not all We've upside. Got it, made. it is not all upside. If you have a commute to work no, that you don't mind, like it's it's not that bad to go into the office. It feels different. It's you know you might get some exercise just by walking from the car to the office. Um, it it's. I miss going to the office, I know I did. but not enough to actually worked, work in the office. I walked easily two miles a day um, just to like get to the train, get off the train, walk to the office and then like leave the office, go back home. It was about two miles, you know? Yeah. I would say my two and a half hour commute one way included about two miles of walking as well. Cause I'd walk to the train on both sides. Um, so I worked, I easily walked five miles a day whenever I went into the office. Um, and that includes even when I wasn't living out in the burbs, when I was in in the city, you just walk so much more. Um, you do walk a lot more. Yeah. Now I say if, if you're doing a car commute, you can, you might walk a quarter mile. You know, I walk to the garage, I park next to the door, I walk into the door, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but even then, you know, that's not so bad because you're in a different environment and maybe you have free snacks in the break room. I do miss the free snacks in the bake room. Me too. Those are great. Those are great. And now I have snacks at home and I just eat them all at night. And that's bad for you. (laughs) All right. Well, this concludes the side chat on working from home and how to add a little bit of socialization into it. Hopefully this gives you some ideas. Um, So Fletcher, check us out. Tabletop Game Talk is a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. We have a Discord. Join us there to continue the conversation and be a part of our live recordings. It is also where you find the endless stream of games you can play with us and other listeners on BGA. Links are in the show notes, and you can go to tabletopgangtalk.com to find out more. Hosting fees and giveaways are sponsored by our patrons. Adam, Miles, Sahara, Michael, Listener, Doug. The Gift of Games, Jason, John, Joe, and Emil. Danita, Jim, Steve, Carrie, Peter, Andrew, John, Sully. John, again, um, Matthew, Timothy, Paul, Nicholas, Weatherman Keith, Leanne, Stephen, Marina, uh, Ben, Sean, Michael, Jeremy, Christopher, Terrence, Richard, Tolkien, fan forever, uh, Stephen, Joe. I want to put these in order so I can like Stephen times three, John times seven, um, David, Brian, <laughs> Courtney, Brian again. Oh, not, no, that's not Ryan again. It's Brian and Ryan. They're different people. Dan, Darren, David, Jesse, Charles, Agnes, Ron, Aaron, Don. That's, that is two Dons, right? Dan, no, it's Dan and Don. Okay, Glenn, Eric again, um, I think. <laughs> Adrian, here's the second Eric. Jason, Jerry, Sean, Christy, Monica, and Michael. And if that was confusing, well, you know... Just listen to the last episode where someone says these names better than I do. Thank you to everyone who's ever been a patron. Your support means the world to us. And I have said this. If you'd like to go from being a future patron to a present patron, links are in the show notes. Until next week. (laughs) Keep playing games and having fun.
So these are supposed to be like 20 or 30 minutes long. I know the side chat, right? It's almost the length of a normal episode. I don't think I'm capable of talking for only 20 or 30 minutes. Maybe by yourself. Hmm. No, that's not actually true. 